Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. I'm your guest host, Chris Baldino. Today, my guest is Chris Parker and Don Hendry of Hendry Parker. They both specialize in criminal defense, personal injury, and family law. Chris and Don, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, thank Chris. Nice to be here. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to your five-year anniversary. That is a milestone. We appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, five years. Five Just years. Five and, and you're still together, right? Amazing. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's, it's a rocky marriage sometimes, but we get through it. <laughs> you work through it, right? That says a lot. That says a lot about your business and working through challenges. Do you have any plans to expand beyond yourselves? You're just the two, two of your attorneys? We've actually brought on somebody else of counsel very recently, someone named Andrew Mallory. And Andrew and Chris used to be prosecutors together with the state attorney's office. And Andrew has been out on his own for quite a while now. And he does a lot of personal injury. And we're bringing him on board to shore up our personal injury department. So it looks like we're moving in the right direction there. Wow, that's that's exciting. Let's go back in time. How did you both, or one each, each your own story, how did you decide to go to law school or start this, this project together? Chris? Don, why don't we well, start with you? Start with me, sure. Law school, it's something I had thought about, geez, probably back in high school. I got my undergrad degree from USF, and I took some time off, and I went back to law school a little bit later. I graduated in 2004. I started working for the public defender's office in Pasco County, where I began my career. And I was there for about 11 years in Newport, Ritchie and Dade City. And that's actually where I met Chris. Chris was a prosecutor in Newport, Ritchie. I probably met Chris somewhere around 2010 or 11. I don't remember exactly when. And he was at the state for several years. I guess he could give you a little more insight for how long he was there. And we both went, once we left the, our jobs with the state and the public defender's office, we started our own firms individually. And we ended up uh, meeting up a couple of times. I think we saw each other in court and started talking about the possibility of us merging efforts and seeing what we could do. And so far, so good. Chris, is that the same story you have to say? There's a few wrinkles in there. There's, no, I, yeah. There's always a few wrinkles, right? Not exactly. I was actually one of his clients when he was a public defender, and that's how we ah, met. Uh, <laughs> now, it's pretty interesting because I was a prosecutor, and Don was a public defender. So we were going head-to-head. I'm not sure if we had a whole lot of cases like against one another in the same courtroom, but I'm sure we had a few. But we're taught to, to fight those guys, and they're taught to fight us. So for us to have hit it off as friends was some people find unique, but we always had, at least I had a, a really good respect for Don and, and I, I, I really respected the way he represented his clients. When I went over to the defense side and I needed some advice 
Don was one of the first people I went to because I knew how well he advocated for his clients when he was a public defender. We would go to lunches together and talk and I would get all kinds of advice. And then I eventually convinced him to just go in with me so that I could always have him beside me to go over and ask him for advice. So we've enjoyed it though. We've had five years in Dunedin for the first four. I think we were over downtown on Broadway and now we moved over into a bigger office a little over a year ago. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun ride so far. Do you work together on cases or do you work separately? We do work together on a lot of cases. I know Don's cases pretty well. As our caseload gets bigger, it's a little more difficult to internalize everyone's cases. But we talk to one another about each case and we're so close because we we share a wall and we have our paralegals work out. So we we always hear everything. We never shut our doors. Uh, I shut it today for the podcast, but we very rarely shut our doors. So we hear everything that's going on. So he knows my cases. I, I, I know his. And sometimes we actually go to trial and go to court together. Open door policy, right? Absolutely. Always. Was there a person or an individual that influenced either of you years ago to get started in this journey? Hmm. That's a good question. That is a good question. I had some professors probably in in undergrad that encouraged me a bit and some friends got involved in student government as an undergrad in college. And some people pushed me in an area uh, towards law that I never really thought that I was capable of, of doing. And so I ended up going, I think both of us went to law school at a little bit of a non-traditional older age. We didn't come right out of undergrad and go to, to law school, but I think that kind of helped because we were a little, a little more mature when, once we got to, to law school and, and becoming lawyers. How about you, Don? Theory. Yeah, it's funny. I, I think from a young age, I was always a bit cantankerous and liked to argue. And mm-hmm. people would tell me in my family, oh, you got to become a lawyer. It'd be perfect for you. But it's funny, I, I don't have anyone in my family who went to law school. I think that I was the first lawyer in the family, and that's both my mom and my dad's side. But when I was in college, I really enjoyed political science, legal classes, and I knew that it was something I was going to do down the road. And sure enough, several years after that, I went to law school, and here we are. Wow. Time flies. So let's fast sure forward does. to today. Can you tell me, so we specialize in criminal defense and personal injury and family law. What do you feel makes you different than others in the industry? I think we, as it relates to really all those areas of law, we are obviously a small firm. It's Chris, myself, we have two paralegals and we have a law clerk that comes in a couple times a week. So we're not a big firm, we're relatively small. And I think we have a, a good deal of experience, particularly in the criminal realm, based on him working for the state attorney, me working for the public defender. And I think we can provide a lot more service than larger firms. Mm-hmm. Typically, when we have a client that has an issue, they call us. And if we're not available right then, we call them right back. When we have a new client, a potential client that comes in, We make sure to get with them as soon as we possibly can, usually within a day, if not quicker than that. I think we're able to provide a level of service that bigger firms are not able to. And we've got a lot of experience. Um, Certainly, Chris and I have done a lot of criminal trials prior to joining forces. And since we've been together for the last five years, we've really done a lot of, in addition to criminal trials, we've done a lot of stuff in family law. We've done um, a number of trials in family law which are obviously a lot different than criminal trials because you don't have a jury, you just have a judge. 
So your audience is a little bit different, but I think that we can differentiate ourselves by the service we can provide, the fact that we are accessible and we pride ourselves in being a local firm here in Dunedin. And if anyone in Dunedin and surrounding areas has an issue, we're here for them. You serve Pinellas County, any other counties? Pinellas and, and Pasco. We do have quite a few clients and quite a few cases out of Pasco. That's probably a natural kind of progression because Chris and I both worked in our prior careers in Pasco County. Combine that with the fact that Pasco is just growing like gangbusters right now. Their population is just going crazy, especially the east side of the county. Yeah, our primary areas are North Pinellas and Pasco. Interesting. So what I'm hearing is bigger is not always better. I would say. Yeah, that's true. And you turn your television on and bigger is better. All the big firms who have boatloads of money to advertise have just become these huge mills. And and you have to, you respect the fact that they've grown to be so big and they've been so successful. However, you have to realize that at some point, their clients are just a small fraction of their clientele. So you're more of a number and you're being herded around. The people that you see in the commercials and the ads are not the people who are going to represent you. You're never going to see those people. They do commercials. That's basically all they have time to do because they put so many commercials and billboards out that they're just poster people. And the people that you see on these television commercials, they've never gone to trial and maybe in their early career, but they don't go to trial anymore. They're rainmakers. They're just out trying to get business for the associates who are the ones hustling to trial. And those are the people that you're going to talk to. So you're being sold something that's not really that authentic. Don and I, we handle your case. We are the ones that are uh, getting our hands dirty on it, along with our, our paralegals and our law clerk. And like Don had mentioned before, we have a lot of trial experience. We've had over, if combined, we've had over a hundred jury trials and jury trials are are big deals. They're productions. And what you'll find is that most attorneys that you talk to have never tried a jury trial. So we are litigators and uh, we'll take your case all the way to the end. And we have no issue doing that. We will fight with insurance companies and we'll do it on your behalf and we'll be with you doing it. So it's not something that you're just going to hand over and just cross your fingers and hope for the best. You're going to be along for the ride. We're going to keep you updated and communicate with you uh, at every point. And uh, you're going to have access to us. Like Don said, to talk to us, call us. You have our number. We answer it directly. We talk to you. And we give you that peace of mind that you're not left in the dark. So that's the scariest thing. When you're facing a huge lawsuit or you're being sued or you're being prosecuted, potentially by the state is being left in the dark and not knowing what's going on. That's the scariest thing. And so if you can call your attorney then and and get some clarification on what's going on, that really helps. And we do that. So let's expand on that, Chris. Can you tell me a story of how you helped someone uh, in your practice, uh, either both of you overcome a struggle or stay out of harm's way? Get out of harm's way? Yeah, I think the, the obvious example that comes to mind was one of Don's cases that he had a a little less than a year ago, actually, where Don and I had a client who that was was our case, but yes, yes, it it was our case, but he, it was originally his case and uh, we we took it on together, but it was a a gentleman who was an engineer who had been diagnosed with cancer and he was going through a divorce. It was very nasty. Um, and his estranged wife had come over to his home to pick up their child, who the court that day had said that she could have some time sharing. 
Uh, so she comes over. I'm leaving out a lot of details because it would take most of the podcast. But she brought with her new paramour who came into the home uninvited and they began to berate our client. And at some point during all this berating, the estranged wife grabbed the phone of, of our client who was a cancer patient who walked around with a cane because he was filming them as they walked through his house. And when she took it, he tried to grab it back. When he went to grab it back from her new paramour, who was a very large man, uh, attacked him, took him down to the ground, slammed his head into the, the tile floor. It was a very unfortunate situation. His mother was there. His child was there witnessing all of this. And what they didn't know is that while he was recording and the phone was taken away, the phone fell, but it was still recording the audio of what was going on. Mm. So after he was attacked, he was being pummeled to the ground by this very large man who used to work as a bouncer. He eventually was able to escape because his mother helped him and pulled the guy off a little bit, just enough to where he could escape and get underneath of him and go to his room, blood pouring everywhere. He gets to his room, retrieves his pistol, uh, goes to the doorway, tells the gentleman to leave. The gentleman refuses to leave, lunges towards him, and he fires. Luckily for the gentleman he fired at, he only grazed him a few times. He fired, I think, three or four shots, Don, if I'm correct, grazed him. There were some shots that were fired, it appears, as he was running out. So the state thought this was attempted murder and mm. the state charged our client with attempted murder for firing those shots as they feel like the the victim in their opinion was running out of the house and that there was no fear because he was running out so don and i were on that case for three years before it finally i think actually five years wasn't it don five years almost five years almost five years before it went to trial. trial and we went to trial a uh, week-long trial, we, we were able to present our case to the jury. The state attorney's office would not negotiate with us for anything, I believe, under 10 years in prison. Uh, this man's never been in any trouble. He was defending himself, and we were able to get a, a not guilty verdict on all the counts. Wow. And he was able to leave the courtroom uh, that Friday and, and have none of this over his head anymore. That's incredible. So that, it's 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 that when they say you can't make this stuff up, this happens every day. Yeah. And, and yeah. thank God, thank God people like you are out there doing the right thing. So what are some common, that's an amazing story, Chris. And what are some common misconceptions about your industry or maybe some frustrations that you have that people don't understand about what you do? I think on some level, there are some people that believe that lawyers are snakes, that they're all just out there to make a buck. And that they're just in it and they don't really care about their clients or they don't really care about the issues that they're dealing with. And nothing could be further from the truth because, unfortunately, Chris and I both take a lot of this stuff home with us. It, it's good to try to compartmentalize stuff and to leave work at work and not at home. But when you have your own firm and you're dealing with people whose life is on the line, whether it's being prosecuted criminally, whether it's uh, whether they're going to get to um, have time sharing with their child or whether they're going to be able to recover from a horrible accident that wasn't their fault. We're here for those people, and we're there to help them out and to do everything we can to make their life better. So I think that the idea that lawyers are just hired guns or people that are just out there to make money may apply to some. In fact, 
we know some that it would probably apply to. But I think our niche and our ability to relate to our clients and to really work their case and try to help them out and put them in a better position is one thing that kind of differentiates us from other firms, especially larger firms. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a very personal experience. <laughs> you don't want to get passed around a firm when right. you're dealing with somebody. I want to know that I'm dealing with you and Tatiana, whoever else is on staff and that's it. So yeah. yeah. where do you see your industry or field going in the next uh, five or 10 years? It's a good question. I, I think both of us have a passion for going working in criminal law, just because we both cut our teeth doing that. Me as a prosecutor, Don as a public defender. So I think we we will always probably take cases in that area uh, because we enjoy it. We enjoy the, the strategy. We enjoy helping people. And that's another misconception is that I always get the question, how can you represent somebody who's a criminal? Uh, and, I, and I think that the industry has probably been named incorrectly. They call it criminal law, but you're not a criminal until you've been proven guilty of a crime. And oftentimes when our clients have done something wrong, they're overcharged and they're charged with doing more than what they did. And I think sometimes the state tries to bite off more than they should. So there's a lot of different aspects to, to, to why criminal law is, is, is actually a field that we all want if we need it. But when it's someone else, we think that it's a racket. But I think we'll always be doing that. But we're trying to pivot a bit more on focusing on the area of, of personal injury and accidents. Insurance companies run amok in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, people don't always get uh, what they deserve. Uh, everyone pays into insurance. Uh, we all have to have it. But when it comes time to submit a claim or to take advantage of, of the insurance being there that you've been paying for to actually access it, it's a very difficult labyrinth to get through. And I think that's what we can provide a lot for our clients or those who have been injured in an accident that wasn't their fault to make sure that they're assessed completely to make sure that they don't have any serious injuries. Because a lot of times what happens if you notice you get into a a fender vendor, the insurance company comes out right away and says, here's a settlement. Would you like to take it? Right. And at the time it looks great. Oh yeah, that looks good. But you haven't seen a doctor. You don't know what the injuries that could be that occur uh, during the accident. Uh, Car accident injuries oftentimes do not even present themselves for several years. So you oftentimes will need to be assessed and maybe even have uh, images taken uh, of your body to make sure that you haven't had serious injuries. People need to be educated on checking themselves out before they sign that settlement. That means that you can never go after the insurance company again once you sign that settlement. Mm-hmm. Because you've already agreed that's all you're getting and that you're never going to come back and ask for more. You may need surgery. You may have serious brain injuries. You don't know. You need to get really looked at and to make sure that you're okay before you sign that. And a lot of people don't know that. So we, we'd like to get into that area to help people uh, in dealing with insurance companies. That's a great public service announcement, right? Before you sign anything, contact your local attorney. Yep. Absolutely. What would you say is an ideal client for you and how can people find you? I think an ideal client really is somebody who is struggling and is hurting, whether it's in the criminal realm, if if somebody's been charged with a crime, whether it's a DUI, a domestic battery, a drug case, or a a more serious crime, Mm -hmm. we're there for them. We are going to be able to take their case. We're going to be able to essentially hold their hand and walk them through the process. And I think what Chris had said before is something that we never lose sight of is the fact that 
people are in a situation, certainly in, in criminal law, a lot of times, as well as family law, where folks have not been in any sort of trouble before, and they've never dealt with the with the legal system before. And we're there to show them the way. Obviously, it's different if you have a, a criminal client who's been through been through the ringer many times before, but that's, and we have those clients, but they're not the majority of our clients. Most of our clients have never had an issue before. They've never been in trouble before. They've never been divorced before. I think that those are the areas where we can distinguish ourselves from other folks and provide a service that people really need at the time. Wow. Is there anything else you'd like to share, Chris, before we sign off? I think during this season right now we're going through the holidays a lot of us go out to christmas parties we celebrate we be merry and oftentimes that comes with some libations and and there's nothing wrong with that but what we find is a lot of people do not make the right decisions when they go to the christmas parties and sometimes they get behind the wheel and i think that people need to be cognizant that they're out there the police are out there and they're pulling people over and honestly, that's not the worst thing that could happen to you if you drink and drive. Obviously, the worst thing is you can hurt somebody or you can hurt yourself. But we just want to encourage people to be very thoughtful about making a plan for driving uh, while they're going to be drinking. And that if they do have the issues of, of being pulled over after drinking to, to consult an attorney right away, because it makes a, a big difference for us to be involved right away. To, to help you out, but we'd rather see you just not get into trouble altogether. Wow. Of course. That's so important here. And it's a, it's a great PSA for this time of the year. I want to thank our listeners for listening. And I want to thank you for the time, Don and Chris, you shared with us today. This has been the Legacy Leaders Podcast, and I'm your guest host, Chris Baldino. And we can reach Don and Chris at is it's hendryparker.com, correct? Correct, yes, sir. Great. Thanks. So details of how to get in contact with Don and Chris at their law firm, phone numbers, et cetera, will be in the show notes for you. And we want to thank you for your time today and goodbye for today. Thank you. Thank Chris. you. Welcome. You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.